Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's community spotlight. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with Andrea and Jennifer from the Portage Park District. Welcome, ladies. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at the park. This is Andrea, and I'm the public engagement coordinator. I do the marketing. I work with volunteers and anything that's public engagement oriented events and programs and things like that. I'm Jennifer White. I'm the education program coordinator with the parks, and my job is to connect all the people in the county with our parks. So I do programming and uh, building some partnerships and relationships with other organizations in the county. Awesome. So we're going to talk today about Portage Parks. Before we get too far into there, Andrea, why is it important first for people to get outside to begin with? Well, I think we all know we feel better when we're outside. Uh, there's a report that came out recently that says 120 minutes outside a week in nature is actually very good for your health. Anything less than that doesn't show significant health benefit, um, but anything more obviously would improve. And that 120 minutes can be, you can get that any way you want. So if it's 10 minutes here and there or 30 minutes, you know, on your lunch break, it's still going to benefit you health-wise. And that's mental and physical health. So it's really important to find places that you can do that. That's awesome. They got it down to an actual number now. No kidding, 120 right? minutes. Because yeah. my wife is like a sun fiend. Like we're in a parking lot waiting on someone. And she finds a spot where the sun comes and she puts her hands up and leans. And like, like she's yeah. a zombie. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm getting sun. Vitamin D. <laughs> but Just now I know maybe D. that five extra minutes could add up to 120. It could mean a little bit more. Yeah, so. she's, she's you know, getting notches on that time. And I'm a, I'm a rule follower. I like to cross things off my list. So having that number is really important for me because I can say I got that done this week. That's awesome. I know we were talking before last time and something that changed my life is I read an article that talked about prisoners actually spend more time outside than not only children, but actually adults. And I said, no, I'm offended. <laughs> well, I read that. And I'm like, there's no way. I love the outdoors. I'm an outdoorsman. You know, I try to, you know, identify with all these things that I actually started going throughout my schedule. And I'm like, you know what? I get home about 530 from mm-hmm. work, eat. Maybe in the summertime, hit Sunny Lake that takes about 35 minutes. Uh, I'm not even spending an hour outside a day, even in the summertime. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like thinking, a prisoner, someone in prison for life spends more time in the yard outside than I do. And it was a really life-changing moment for me. But as we were talking about this, I was looking up, Harvard Medical School came out with an article, and it's just a couple cool facts on there. It says, according to one government estimate, the average American spends 90% of his or her life indoors and it gets worse the older we get the older we get the less we're like 90 percent of our lives are indoors that's just offensive to me i don't know about you guys there's so it's, many fun things to do outside yes yeah. there's so get many out. cool things to do and even those of us that like enjoy the outdoors there's still like this thing that just our schedule routine and our culture that kind of keeps us indoors most of the time exactly it has to be a purposeful choice to get yourself out there and be outside and enjoy absolutely and understand that that's actually going to pay off with some health benefits yeah, I remember even seeing years ago some behavioral things where they took uh, delinquent kids mm-hmm. and put them in outdoors programs on farms and they would learn how to garden and groom animals and different things. Mm-hmm. And almost every single kid that went through those programs came out of their delinquent behavior. Mm-hmm. So mind-blowing what it takes just to get outside and be active in there. And so in that study, they had some couple things I'll just note just for the listeners out there that I thought was real interesting. And, you know, of course, your vitamin D levels go up. Mm-hmm. That's important. They also said you get more exercise, right? Especially if you're a kid, you're outside, you're probably walking or biking or doing something. But you'll be happier, especially if your exercise is green. 
This is the new language. What does that mean? Your exercise to be green. Well, you have to exercise with the Portage Park District, of course. There so you go. There, there's your green time. Surround yourself with some yeah. green. Surround yourself with some plants. Get and I notice, trees. I notice a lot of times when I go in the summer, there's just an added benefit of going to a sunny lake or Hudson Springs Park or one of the awesome parks of Portage Park, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But literally, just to get outside and actually get just the environment. I love going to Sunny Lake before mm-hmm. work in the summer. I'll go like seven in the morning sometimes. I'll see the dew come off the lake. And it's just like this childlike joy that kind of comes and stress-free moment for that 35 minutes as I walk around there. And so they're saying, yeah, you'll be happier, especially if there's green, not just going to the gym, but if you're around the foliage and outdoors and the fresh air. I think it's really important to, you know, you can do that on your own. You can do that with friends. One of the notes that I brought with me was loneliness is actually more dangerous than obesity. And it's as damaging to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So that 15 cigarettes, 15 a day. Wow. So that's a lot, even for someone that's a smoker. So I think it's kind of really puts it into perspective a little bit on how much being isolated really affects your mental health. So uh, whether it's going out and just even seeing some other folks as you're on the trail or at the park. Or, you know, really making it something that is a part of your day and going to, say, one of Jennifer's programs and learning about birding or the history of Towner's Woods or anything like that really connects you. And that's something that for me is a huge part of what I want to do is make sure that people are connecting not just with the parks, but with each other, because I think that's really important for all of us as a community. You guys do some educational programs where you take groups out to hike or bird watch. Yeah, we actually have a calendar that comes out every season. And so it has lists of all different topics and ability levels and uh, interest, you know, different ideas just to get people out to the park. So we do anything from specific nature type programs where you're looking at the frogs and salamanders that are coming out in the spring or the birds and how to do some bird watching to more specific and kind of niche areas like photography or pollinator education, things like that. So I started with the park district last May, and I've noticed that we've started to develop these little communities that result from our programs where people get to know each other. We even had a moment with some of our Park RX folks who it turns out they lived in the same neighborhood and never knew each other. And then they started coming to these events together and hiking together and because they wanted to do it with somebody else, not just by themselves. And then later on, one of the ladies is riding her bike and she looks over and recognizes this hat on this woman that she has seen at all these park programs. And turns out they live right down the street from each other and didn't even know. And so this is now a way for them to connect and they what know where- a great where story. You yeah. get to enjoy nature, get some exercise, get the health benefits. And then there's a social aspect as well. You know, and it reminds me when I go walking to Sunny Lake often and people are so friendly. Like if you see me at Walmart or Target, you're not going to be that nice to me. It's almost like going on vacation where people get, it's like Christmas time. Oh, don't worry about cutting me off. It's Christmas. You don't see it any other time of the year, which you should. But it's almost like the parks are like that, aren't they? A lot of times, they not everyone's going to do that. But generally speaking, people are in a better mood and they're just happier. And it's really good to hit a park and see some other people enjoy it. I don't know that I've ever seen a cranky person walking at the park. Yeah, I was going to say, I think yeah. Usually are... they're at the mall. The mall walkers. <laughs> Yeah. And they're usually blue haired and their hands go so high. You got to watch they don't super yeah, Mario Brothers you in the chin yeah. when they. Yeah. But they're only there in the mornings. I think people are more neighborly at a park. Like you're walking down the trail or you're, you know, you're, you see each other. You just have a tendency to smile. And, it, you know, usually somebody says, hey, to you and you say, hey, back. And you're, you say the same, like what you just said, Mike, if, if you're at Target or somewhere else, you're like, why did that person say hi to me? But if you're at the park, 
or you're somewhere outdoors and you know it's a sunny day and it's beautiful everybody kind of just gets that extra smile on their face and says oh hey all right we can you know we can be friends and you know park friends whatever yeah, so my mother-in-law's from Maryland, and we took her to Cuyahoga Valley National Park up to the ledges. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome because there it's kind of flat. They have a lot of rivers and, of course, the bay and the ocean, which we're jealous of. But we have all the glacier rock, the ledges, mm-hmm. the rugged cliffs. And so we took her through there, and here she is coming through, and she's like, wow. Yes. Just in this childlike wonder. And it was just amazing how when you get everyone in that same kind of environment with that sense of wonder how – Mm-hmm. Everyone just gets that stress-free self-care thing going on without any kind of effort or striving to become better personally. It just naturally happens being outdoors. It's which, contagious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which brings up the part prescription program. Yes. And this isn't just a local thing. You guys are doing. I'm glad it's local, but this is science-backed and it's a national level program. So tell us a little bit about Park Prescriptions. So ParkRx is, like you said, it's a national program. On the national level, what they tend to do, programs will actually have physicians prescribing park time for their patients. So they might you know, awesome. fill out a little pad and say, you know, 30 minutes a day or, or whatever that might be. For Portage County, because we're a little different and we're rural and I felt that we needed just a little more push, a little more motivation. And I didn't think we were quite ready for that physician connection just yet. I opted to change it to where we're creating the programming. We partner with university hospitals, the Portage County Health District, Sequoia Wellness, Access Point, Kent State. So we have all the professionals. We have the folks that are the experts at health and wellness. And we bring them in to do programming, mostly in the parks, but also sometimes, you know, we might be at the library doing yoga. We might be, uh, last week we were at Sequoia Wellness doing a cooking demonstration, using herbs and kind of just showing people different ways they can do things. And it's just like full body health. And so that connecting is what I've been talking about. And I kind of always talk about is that's where those folks are connecting with each other too. And then that is giving them something to do beyond just our programming. That's awesome. And what I like about it is it's giving people something tangible, something concrete they can understand. Like, okay, I can go enjoy this. I can get healthier. It doesn't have to look like a gym. I don't have to be intimidated by a bodybuilder. I could just go outside to Headwaters Trail. I can go to Towner's Woods. I can go to one of your classes that you're hosting through this program. And it actually promotes not just as a hobby, because some people think, I don't have time for this. But really, it's a hobby, but it's also health. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a good way, a better way of doing health. So that's awesome. And it's free. I kind of always forget to say that because I think people know, but they don't. It is 100% free. You get to go to these programs. You get to benefit from the expertise of these wonderful folks that that is their career, that is their field, and share that knowledge with your friends and family and take that back to somebody else. So that I think that's super important to mention. I love that it's out of the context of the typical industry stream. I know sometimes when I look up or Google health and fitness stuff, I'm just mm-hmm. overwhelmed with... Tony Little type personalities that are in your face like, you can do it. And you're like, come down there. Okay. Let let me like kind of work my way through there. Right. So what that does, you give them opportunity to kind of go through there in a less intimidating way. So that's really appreciate that. That's awesome. So that takes us back to something that you talked about how to motivate people to get outside, Mm -hmm. not just to get healthier, but that's a part of it is your Wild Hikes Challenge. So Jen, tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, yes. The Wild Hikes Challenge. It's been around uh, Portage County for since 2009, I believe, is yeah, our 13. first medallion. So this program is designed to give people an incentive to get out and explore the Portage parks and to try out some new trails. And so every year, 
You get to choose eight of, we have about 15 or 16 hikes on the list. Choose any eight of those. It goes from January 1st through December 31st, and you can complete it at your own pace. We do the honor system. There's a little form that you can fill out. And when you complete all eight, you can earn your hiking staff, which is hand-hewn by the kids over at Hiram Farm in Hiram, and a medallion for that year. And so this year, it's the year of the owl. Our mascot happens to be Albert. And so our Albert mascot. Is Albert joining us on this podcast today? Albert, are you here today? I thought I heard Albert in the sound check. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, see, welcome. Welcome, Albert. Albert. This is Albert's first time on a podcast. (laughs) Who knew? He's a celebrity now. He's not much of a talker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He keeps to himself. My favorite part of this is you get to explore Portage Parks, and and there's so much out there that half of it you don't even hear about. And I I told you guys this before. Mm -hmm. I lived 10 minutes from Sunny Lake for years and didn't know it was there. I was so mad at the world. I don't know who I was mad about. I was like, how come I've never heard of this? Nobody told me this was here. (laughs) And actually, I found out about it because we went to buy a treadmill on Craigslist. And we went to the guy's house. And I'm like, why are you selling it? And he's like... I walk at Sunny Lake. It's right down the road. So I didn't buy the treadmill, but I did start at Sunny Lake. Thank you, sir. Thank you, kind sir. You You kind of saved my Mm -hmm. life and introduced me to new things. So, Well, we hope that this can introduce some people to the Portage Parks. Absolutely. My wife and I are going to do this. I told her about it after our last meeting. I brought the paper home. She's like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really think about it, even if you don't want to hike in bad weather or even chilly weather, you got May through October. Exactly. So between that time to hit eight parks, it's almost one a month, maybe mm-hmm. a little less like every three weeks to really hit or miss there. We had some procrastinators who did last year's and who knocked it out in a little over a week doing all eight at the end, end of December even. so. And I want to talk about being cool on the trail. Mm. I have a hiking stick my uncle gave me. I went to Hawking Hills with some gentlemen and I'm like, I'm going to take my stick. And I almost didn't pull it out of the car because I'm like, I'm going to look like a dork. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? I'm, are cool. I'm like, yeah. th- I don't know about this. Like, I'm, everyone's going to make fun of the fat guy with the walking stick kind of thing. I had all these thoughts going through my head. So I, I got the walking stick out and I wasn't the only one. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And then it rained previously. So the trails were muddy. And right? actually, it was like, thank God. And I had friends who were like, I should have brought mine because, you know, no one wanted to be the guy that brought the walking stick. But it's actually awesome. And I went through a couple. Now, Hawking Hills has the trail where I had a couple sharp little things, mm-hmm. muddy stairs, and, you know, roots and different things. So the stick became very handy in getting through that. And I realized whenever I bring that, I actually get less tired on the hike. So if you're one of those people, I don't want a walking stick. Who cares? Get one. Absolutely. Be that guy. It's be, cool. Be the guy. Be yeah, the girl. Be the guy. Be out there with your hiking all stick. All the cool kids are doing it. What are the other benefits of getting the hiking stick besides having a cool medallion on it and saying, mm-hmm. I did eight parks this year? Well, it's really great for balance. So no matter what your age is or what your ability level is, having a hiking stick even in nice weather gives you just an extra security and extra sense of balance so that if you happen to get your foot caught up on a tree root, you've got something to lean on, something to catch yourself with. It also gives you some leverage when you're going up hills or even down hills if you have a super steep hill. We don't have many parks in Portage County that have really steep hills. Yeah, they're pretty flat, right, generally speaking? Generally. We've got some topography at a few of them, like Towner's Woods and Shaw Woods. Okay. We have some um, some hills that you'd be happy that you brought your stick with mm-hmm. you. So with that being said, this is what we're getting down to right mm-hmm. here. This is the big million-dollar question. What are some of the best parks in Portage County? Would you like me to run through some of my favorites, which run happens to be favorites. all of them? Yes. 
Can I start with? I can't like, pick I just feel one. Like, That's how I am with slushies. I feel like we skipped all, over can... the part where we said who we were exactly. So we keep saying Portage Parks, and then Mike keeps ah, saying point. Sunny Lake, which is a beautiful place, but not one of our parks. I I'm just trying to spread the love, yeah. Andrea. No, we love all the listening. we love all the parks. But I just want to be clear because I think part of our messaging that we talk about quite often when we're out and about is who we are and where we are which is really important because the Portage Park District has only had levy funding since 2014. So a lot of people are like... So you guys are still babies. Yeah, like who's Portage Parks? Who who is that? So we're so similar to your Cleveland Metro Parks, your Summit, your Starks. All of those systems are county systems, uh, county-based. So that's who we are. You still have your city parks and recs, Kent and Ravenna. And those folks, and we support those, we, we partner on programs with those folks. But for Portage County Parks, we have over 2,000 acres. We have 16 parks and preserves. Jen's going to mention her, oh, her favorite parks. So, Who knew? Um, right. So, you know, we want to just make sure people know where those are. So you want to check out our website, check out our brochures, and then Jen's going to highlight some of her favorite ones. But I just want to kind of pull back a little bit and, and say who we were. Yeah, That's and pop awesome. in if I if pop in to share some. And I'm glad you did because what I like about it mm-hmm. is I have my personal place I like to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, once in Portage County, obviously I won't mention the name. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sunny no, Lake, but got I do it. like to go to Cleveland. I do like <laughs> yeah. to go to Hocking Hills and different yeah. things. But I do want to emphasize that because right here you don't have to go more than probably five ten minutes from your home mm-hmm. or place of work to get a good park or even you know on a lunch break to go out to one of these exactly. places. So, what are some of your favorites, Jen? We have five open parks and three trail systems, uh, hike and bike trail systems that are part of the park district. And our most popular park, the one that is most known throughout the county is Towner's Woods. That's located in Franklin Township. And Towner's Woods has a little bit of everything. It has a lot of topography. When you're walking through there, you can go up to the Indian Mound. There's a Hopewell Burial Mound that's there, remnants of it. And you can look over and see Lake Pippin. I didn't Pippen, know that. Right? I've never been to Towner's Woods. And it's not so that far. Go, it's so actually a you. pretty short hike yeah, that's from, a very short from the hike parking lot. Mount. So you can that's just kind of, for me. yeah, quick. Good one. You get your hiking staff, get out there, get back, and, and you're good. Maybe you got your 20-minute nature time in for the day. If you love to look at water, I'm a water girl. I love anything water-related. And so at Towner's, you get these beautiful scenic views of Lake Pippin, which is owned by City of Akron. But our trail system literally goes right up the edge of their property line. So, so you get these beautiful views. Right it's just there? north of Brady Lake. Okay. Yes. Yeah. By Close to Lake Rockwell, too. Awesome. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been by there, but I haven't really took the time to – and now I, I did walk – my office used to be in Goggler. So I did do the river walk. Is that part of the same trail system or is that something different? That system connects to if you took our Portage Hike and Bike Trail into Kent, you yes. can access that area in Kent. But th- that part is maintained by the city of Kent. Parks oh, and Rec. okay. See? Yeah, but they're connected. The Portage Hike and Bike Trail actually connects Ravenna and Kent and you can go all the way into Summit Metro Parks uh, through that trail. So Awesome. Towner's Woods. I'm definitely going to yes. go there and go to Put it on your list. Yep. There's also the list. a beautiful yep. wetland trail. That's one of my favorites. And there's even a butterfly trail that is a little more meadowy. You can see lots of really cool insects and birds and butterflies. It's pretty awesome. Butterflies. That's my thing. I'm cool with that. <laughs> and any railroad buffs, if you like railroad history, we have a historic switch tower called the Brady Lake Switch Tower that is the building you see in the parking lot. And so it was actually used to manually switch the tracks at one point. It was built in the 19, around 1913 and rebuilt in 1928. I'm not a big railroad guy, but 
But I think they're fascinating. They are. It's it's cool. Yeah. It's it's just a little bit of history. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. So we got Towner's Woods. What else? What else are we looking at? Towner's Woods. We have Dix Park, which is on State Route 44 in Ravenna, just north of State Route 14. And Dix Park was uh, donated by the Dix family. And it has a farm lane that takes you back. You get a really beautiful view of some farmland on either side. And then it takes you back and down into this a little stream that crosses the trail and then up into a beautiful woods, which actually has some amazing wildflowers in the spring. So we're getting close to the time of year where you want to go there and visit the Trillium Trail because there'll be large white flowering Trillium there and just some beautiful views. I'm putting that on the list. Trillium. My wife would love that. Yep. Right. Dick's Park. Dick's Park. Trillium Trail. Time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I drive through there all the time because I live mm-hmm. in Chaylersville. So I go through there and I'm like, Dick's Park. looks like there's nothing there. Now I know better. Now they know. See, yeah. This podcast has changed my hidden life. Gems. You see no that. They're else's, all hidden is, gems. You, you gotta, see that little yeah. parking lot there and just keep going because right. when you walk back in the back, there's some really wonderful little treasures that are back there. See, I'm glad we're doing this podcast because now I'm going to have all these cool things that are within five minutes of my house. Mm-hmm. Well, since you're up in Shalersville too, if you go just a little bit further north on 44, close to 303 is Morgan Park. And that's our largest park. And it has an ADA accessible meadow trail that's right off the parking lot. So uh, you can do a big loop there. There's a pollinator garden and some swings on the, what do you call it, the pergola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can swing on the pergola up at the top. It's got it's a beautiful place to uh, just to visit and uh, take in some fresh air. And then we also have in the backside of Morgan Park a bunch of uh, forested trails. The forested trails that are in the backside of the park are our newest trails. They were just opened up at the end of last summer. And they go and wind through the woods back in, in Morgan. Now, that is a, a headwaters. In fact, a lot of our, because of where we're positioned in the county, a lot of our parks are on the headwaters, which means they're the start of big river systems like the Cuyahoga. So in the spring, especially, it can be pretty wet back in the woods. That's just the nature of the topography. Yeah. So <laughs> just be prepared bring for that. Bring your boots and your hiking Or hike staff. in the woods yeah. in, the, in the summer. I in love Oregon. that. Once you know ahead of time, I mm-hmm. think it's cool. Yeah. But you said something, and it just made me look at, at this form here, their Wild Hikes Challenge. You have six of these just on your form here. They're handicap accessible. Correct. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit and kind of just name a few? Because I think that's real important. Because the first thing, even with me, I'm like, I might be too out of shape to hike. Right. But some of these places are. You don't have to be fit to go out there. You'll actually get fit as a result of being out exactly. there. But mm-hmm. you don't have to be Superman to try to hit some of these trails. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know, you know, what trails are going to be right for you and, and, and how you're feeling that day. Some people might, you know, feel really active one day and the next day it's like, oh, you know, my knee hurts or my back's a little sore today. I want to be sure that I'm paying attention to that on our website. And I'll list some of the trails, but on our website, portageparkdistrict.org, you could go to any of the parks and you'll get a description of what that trail is like, whether it's a natural trail, an asphalt paved trail, or a limestone trail. So the Headwaters Trail up in Manaway and Garrettsville is one of those limestone paved trail. It's a nice wide trail. It is shared with equestrian use here and there. I don't see them out there too often, but they are there occasionally. So that's a great trail to use. The portage, of course, that Jen mentioned from Kent through Ravenna is asphalt paved, so you can bike on that trail very easily. One of the things that like sometimes I run occasionally, and as I run, when you're on those limestone trails, I think I run funny. <laughs> 
So I'm kicking up that that little bit of dust into my shoes, and no one else does that. So I think it's just a me thing. I do that at the beach um, with flip flops. Yeah. So it's I like, look. How did all the sand get in the bag? My wife right. kindly lets me know yeah. that it's the back of my you? sandals kicking up yeah. sand. I see, have no idea. It's the same thing. So so I look for those asphalt paved trails, and then again, um, the Morgan Park is just a beautiful park. Mm-hmm. I will mention on that one. I like to t- let people know. It's not shady on that trail. So if it's a super sunny day and you have, you know, an issue that you Mm -hmm. can't be in the direct sunlight or there's some, you know, something about your health that you have to be careful about that, then you want to be careful. But we we try to describe that as much as we can on our website. So before you go, you can be totally prepared for what you're going to see. Your wife would want to go there for the vitamin D Mm -hmm. at Morgan on the meadow trail. Oh, yes. She can just walk with her hands up, zombie out the the whole way. Yeah. And so you mentioned something about the headwaters, and it made me think about in Shalesville, we have the Red Fox River Access. Mm-hmm, correct. I don't know if that's the official name or not, but it is. The, it's we, close. Are, <laughs> we are blessed in Portage County. I mean, yes. within Portage Park District, we have this, what they call it, a water trail now or water Yes, pathway. the Cuyahoga River Water Trail. Water Trail, Cuyahoga River Water Trail. And, and I know you, a lot of people go to Camp High and they'll canoe through there, but through Shalesville, you'll see people take kayaks. I was actually. I do a class at Freedom House in Kent, and uh, I remember that construction, so I took a, a turn. I know Kent, but I was somewhere I wasn't familiar with, and I ended up some some other road, and then all of a sudden these kayakers came over through the river, and it's like a whole school of them. I, I got mm-hmm. out of the car. I was like, that's amazing. What's going on? Thinking there's some kind of event. It was just normal day life in Kent, and I'm like, just enjoy the river. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't know that was there. It's a great place to canoe, kayak. There's access points where we have in Hiram, Shalersville, Red Fox, yes. Kent. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about those. So I was lucky enough to be on the committee for the Cuyahoga River Water Trail. We have so many brochures at our office. So if anybody wants a brochure with a map with all those access points, which I believe there's 23 total from end to end. 23? Yeah. And not just Portage County, but from end to end on on the Cuyahoga River. If you want a map with all that information so that you can get out and you can try kayaking, or if you're already kayaking, but you want to be familiar with more of those places, maybe in the National Park or up in Cleveland area. We're happy to share those with you. They'll be in the kiosk at the Red Fox Access as it gets into that time frame where people are out and about a little bit more. I don't think too many people want to be on the river right now. It's a really nice amenity for us to be able to share here in Portage County as well. So, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that and brought it up because we are a big partner of that group of folks that is working to promote that trail. And I will give you a tip. If you do kayak, do not use tandem kayaks. (laughs) I have a story I will not tell. I will say for the West Branch podcast. But you guys heard the story and you guys want me to share, but I won't share it because we've got so many other things to talk about. But yes. listen to the West Branch podcast when it comes out, probably going to share the kayak story. And these ladies gave me fantastic advice. Do not use tandem kayaks. Yes. You can if you want to, but I'm just saying. Uh, what are they called, it was Jennifer? An adventure. Uh, my husband and I, we were told that that was a divorce boat. <laughs> So preview for the West Branch podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's not to be missed. It's it wasn't a wonderful street. It's, it's a wonderful story. It's now not it's to be a story missed. Of how I had to get rescued by a 17 year old young lad, as they say in Europe, on a pontoon boat. It's so because good. Because we, we rented tandem kayaks, which I'll never do again. It's best to yeah. Yes, I, I prefer an individual kayak. Yeah. And I hope this no one was harmed during that kayak adventure. <laughs> so don't get too scared. Yes. It's okay listen to listen. To this. It's Be prepared o- to laugh. It's okay to kayak. Just don't do a tandem one unless you're like with a kid or something, I guess. 
Uh, Two yeah. adults in a tandem. It's just the divorce boat. Don't get on it. Don't, yeah. don't get on it. Make don't sure you it. have good communication skills with whoever you're sharing with. I think that maybe that's what it is. Practice ahead of time or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, take the kayak in your front yard. And right. Hee-ho. Right. Yeah. Row. Row. Yeah. You know what? Gosh, you can't see I, my arm movements. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if you've canoed with somebody, for those of you that at home that, that can't see her right now, <laughs> yeah, she's Jen, yeah, Jen's doing a row. <laughs> she's giggling and rowing over here. Um, oh, I feel like times. if you've canoed with somebody and they were a good canoe partner, you could potentially kayak with them as well. But well, you know the problem yeah. with that is though, like I was probably a good canoer <laughs> at like seventeen, and here I am, like you know, in my forty-one-year-old body thinking I still got that 17-year-old body. And yeah. then I get in there and you start to realize that, you know, every time I breathe, the boat shakes. Yeah. You know, it's just potential issues of who's 17 a 17 at the How top of discern? the river, 41 at right. the bottom. It's just, yeah, it's just <laughs> the canoe sitting a little further out. You know, the front is up and never mind. All the mechanics are off. Wait. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I did uh, when I would just go over. We have two other parks that are open that don't get a lot of traffic. She's saving the podcast, Andrea. I know. She's bringing it back. She's reeling it back. We almost right. told she the kayak story. We went so close to that <laughs> kayak story. We got right there. And I'm, yeah. I'm not Hold it back. Okay. You got to so wait. So she was rowing a minute you ago. Now wait. she's the one reeling us in. Yeah. See, that's what we're doing. That's so we're, how we're just we work. having. This is too much fun. Yeah. If every podcast so was this fun. Yeah, she's going to talk about, I know she's going to talk about Shaw Woods. That's the next one. Shaw Shaw is my favorite. So I'm going to save Shaw Woods for last, actually, because I agree with you. That's one of my favorites. Both Seneca Ponds and Shaw Woods are two of our parks that don't get as much traffic as the other ones. And I think it's just because people don't know where they're at. So Seneca Ponds is in Streetsboro on Mondial Parkway, and it's actually nestled in an industrial park. So my first time visiting there, I was like, I think I took a wrong turn. I did too. This can't be right. This cannot be right. When we pulled into that parking lot and I get out to walk up this little wooded trail and suddenly I'm in a woods with two ponds and we have a beaver family that's there and are very active. You can see them often, and it's just lovely. Now, you do hear the sound of Route 80 in the background, but it is beautiful. And we do allow catch-and-release fishing there. We also allow you to bring your own kayak or canoe. There's no dock or ramp that's there. You'd have to be willing to carry it up the trail and in, but we do allow boating on there. No motors. And uh, it's just a beautiful little spot. And then finally, Shaw Woods. Shaw Woods is located on Beery Street, which is over in Ravenna off of State Route 88. And it's beautiful. It was donated by Virginia Shaw and family. And it is a working lands park, which means we do allow horseback riding there. So it's the only park that we have that we allow horseback riding on other than the berm, the shoulder of the Headwaters Trail. And it has a lot of topography. But my favorite part is that the West Branch of the Mahoning River, you could walk right along the edge of it. And there's some beautiful little tributary streams that feed into the West Branch of the Mahoning. We have some bridges that you go over. It is so pretty. And those little person. streets, me too. So any water. County. So if there's a trail of water, I'm there. Yeah. That's, on, that's on the list. Yeah. Yes. Now, I did go to Seneca Ponds. It was cool. The only complaint I have is way too short. It is short. Yeah, especially when I went. a nice lunch break hike. Mike, loops. you just double. Lunch break hike. Double. Because my issue is, and I'm a little bit different. My wife's different. My wife is like real chill and likes to enjoy the moment. I have this like thing where I have to get, I have to accomplish something that I'm trying to overcome. <laughs> so whenever we go to a trail, I, I want to get to the finish line and do the next one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let's just enjoy it. And I'm like, I want to finish this thing. And it's, so for her, it was like fantastic. But for me, I'm like, well, we're done already. What do we do next? Do it Lat again. Number two. Do it again. Are you guys, is that the place where you guys are putting parking lot in Streetsboro? Is that something? Ah, good ponds? question. No, good. that's the next one. 
That's very good one. connection. Yeah. We have a park that is coming up. We're hoping to have it open by the end of this year, but it is Trail Lake Park, which is going to be on Ravenna Road. So if you think about the corner of Seasons Road, the intersection of Seasons Road and Ravenna Road, this is on the north side of Ravenna Road. Right. It's just on the southern border of Streetsboro. And if you're familiar where Herrick Fen State Nature Preserve is, this property is connected to the southern part of Herrick Fen. So it's from the southern edge of Herrick Fen down to Ravenna Road. And it has a 30-acre fishing lake. It is oh, beautiful, wow. beautiful, beautiful property. So is that going to be like Sunny Lake in Streetsboro? You know, that gets yeah. me excited. Yeah, Sunny <laughs> Trail Lake. Sunny Trail um, Lake. Sunny Trail Lake. <laughs> We're so like, I don't know if you can hear it in Jen's voice. She's so, you know, so bad at expressing her excitement. Just kidding. No, say the name um, of that trail again. Or that Trail Lake. lake. Trail yeah. Lake. We are so excited. 2020. Yeah. 2020 Trail Lake, 30 acre lake. You cannot see the lake from the road. A mm-hmm. lot of people in that area know the land as the Grissard family property. So if people are kind of wondering where it's at, but they're from the area, that might help them figure out which property that we're talking about. It's going to be beautiful. We're all very excited. They are working on it now. So if you drive through that area, you will Mm -hmm. see land being moved and dirt being pushed out of the way for that parking lot that we're so excited about. It's the little things. We just want to get on that property. So once that property is open with those trails, we do see, you know, maybe a couple years down the road doing some paddling there. um, So maybe some instruction. There'd be kayaks allowed. Again, no motorized boats on that lake, but... Yeah, That's my flow right there. double kayaks for Mike only. Oh um, God, he'll, Mike he'll only. actually be teaching a class on how to how to use a double kayak. To, this is such yeah. a good idea. Just bring me as a dummy. I'll come sit on one of them, and they they'll never want to do it again. Right, that, they'll yeah. see me roll right off it, and they're like, "That's like, why yeah, we not don't for use me. those." You could just be the test. If they can make it through with you, then they could probably do it. This is such a good idea with any partner. Right. This is such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. Write it down. <laughs> they might need a fall protection harness, though, the way they might sit. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it's not if that. I sit in the back, that is. I believe at its Life deepest point, required. it's only 12 feet deep at its deepest. So even if you flipped over, you would be all right. All right. Right. Yeah. We'll just wear your life jacket. You'll be fine. That's why I thought of West Branch when I went to the, what I thought was a beach and I lost a sandal. A sandal <laughs> broke in the mud. Clay. That, that's for the West Heavy Branch clay. podcast. Yeah. Not going there. Again, listen to West Branch podcast. <laughs> After you make Cheap it all plug. the way through this we one. We haven't even done the interview yet when I'm plugging it. So. Yeah. John, it's on, the pressure's on. John, if you're listening to this, you have to do the interview now. Yeah, the right? pressure is on. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, what are some other parks? So, the only other tr- uh, park or trail that I didn't mention is Berlin Lake Trail. And Berlin Lake Trail is down in the southeastern part of the county, Deerfield. And it is an old railroad bed that the community oh, wow. around Berlin Lake, in cooperation with the Army Corps of Engineers and some grant dollars, the park district was able to work with them to complete the bridge across the lake. And so you can go all the way from State Route 14 to State Route 224. It's a north-south trail, and oh, it's wow. beautiful. So if you like uh, walking out and looking at the lake, it's a beautiful view. And if you are a birder, I know Mike. I knew she was. I knew. Were, I was going to say, don't forget because this is a very important component of Berlin Lake Trail. It is a local birding hotspot. And I'll it let is. Jen share the rest. It is the if you for those birders that are listening. I was waiting for Andrea to do the owl sound again in the back. <laughs> I'll, I'll birds at you. Jen will do it. Yeah. Oh wait. Albert's here. (laughs) Special guest. (laughs) If you are a birder, then you're already aware of this. But if you're not, the Berlin Lake Trail is the number one birding hotspot on eBird. 
And so for those birders in the know, you know that you document all of your sightings E-bird. on ebird.org. There's a website for there bird is, watching for Mike, birding. There is. There is a website That's for birding. What's, what's the number of species? Because I remember. Oof. I remember, what is the number? Jen, You're so good at numbers. 198 species documented at Berlin Lake Trail. So really? It, even impressive. if you're not a birder, which Mike and I are like, we're just, we're beginning birders. We don't, we don't know anything yet. That's a big number. I maintain that everybody a is a number. birder. Yeah. If, if you're just a birder that hasn't realized it yet or yeah. you haven't <laughs> seen your favorite bird. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate them. I just never, you know, yeah. I don't know. But it was a long story for those of you listening. <laughs> I did a whitewater acting trip a few years back and we hit a rough part of the patch. Make a long story short, one of the gentlemen that was supposed to be paddling was bird watching and telling us to look at these birds while we're headed toward a waterfall which caused us to get stuck on a rock over the waterfall. (laughs) And the only way to get off it was to shift our weight back and spin, which means we went down the waterfall backwards. And guess what happened to Mike? He got projected from the raft (laughs) in the worst part of the river. And so whenever I hear bird watching, it triggered a little bit. But I I, (laughs) I like the idea of it. And I think the moral of the story Andrea said earlier is don't mix the two hobbies. Exactly. Don't bird watch while you're whitewater rafting. At least through the rapids. Wait till you get to a small part of the river. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's solid advice. I really right. feel I like. I almost yeah. drowned at that moment. So to me, advice. it's still like, you know, it takes me back and I begin to shake Great a little bit. Great blue hair and like, drowning. Yeah. 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 Bird watching. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. All right. Double kayak. Birding. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't got, I mean, there's a safety issue out there. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't have to be scared because I survived two whitewater rafting trip and a kayak trip. Mm-hmm. Well, the kayak may have been worse than both rafting trips. Exactly. So, right. Very true. Exactly. All right. So one of the things that I really like about Portage Parks is you guys are all throughout the county and you're everywhere. You're five to ten minutes away from every major city. I don't want to say major city. We don't really have a major city in Portage <laughs> right. County. Yeah. But from any kind of reluctant suburb with more than 2,500 people, you guys are there nearby within five to ten I was going to say, I think we would argue about which major cities, um, you know, I think the, <laughs> reluctant the, the, suburb. the, the, the folks that term. are in those major cities might argue which one's more important. We love them all. You know, we talked about Tonner's Woods earlier, but if I'm in Kent, what are some things five, ten minutes within, you know, even going out to Broomfield, the surrounding area? Where, where are some things close by that even if I wanted to close hike close to my house or if I had a lunch break at work, I can get off and take a quick hike or just enjoy the outdoors a little bit more? Well, you mentioned Towners. So Towners is a great one. If you hop on the Portage Hike and Bike Trail, you can either hike or run or walk or whatever you want to do on that trail. Um, or you can take your bike and you can go all the way from Kent to Ravenna and back. I mean, it's about just a little over eight miles. So that's something an avid cyclist could do relatively quickly and, and make a lot of time and see some really neat stuff along the way. Certainly there's other, I, I don't want to like fully promote everybody else, but we're all park friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned Brimfield and Brimfield is actually a partner with us on our upcoming birding club. So I feel like they get a little shout out from, from the bird community. This is yeah, perfect. this is good. Yeah, so they progress. Finally coming, uh, making yeah, progress. Yeah, good job. Good job. Bird watching. Yeah, so they certainly have locations too. And then, of course, if you're in the city of Kent, um, city of Kent has plenty of parks. You know, so you're you're right. You're within five or ten minutes. And if you can't get to a park, I would still suggest that you go at least you know take a ten minute break and walk outside at lunchtime mm-hmm. and just get that fresh air. And then go to the park later after work if you don't feel like you really have that time. You know, take carve those ten minutes out, get that hundred and twenty because mm-hmm. you want to make sure by the end of the week you got your hundred and twenty. I think going on lunch break and hiking is such a great idea. Idea, even though you may not have the time to do a full trail or something. I know exactly. like whenever I, and I don't ever do this, but 
whenever I go out, I feel reinvigorated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you're... reinvigorated. I, I feel energized. I don't feel, you, you know, I may be physically tired from the physical aspect of it, but emotionally and just get a fresh sense of life being out there. I mean, what a way to come back and be more productive at work is just taking the time. If you have that lunch hour to go take 20 minutes of it, clears your head down the Tonner's woods or wherever you're at and kind of just enjoy it, get some sun. Mm -hmm. And we're lucky because we're, our office is off of Oakwood and Ravenna here and the trails literally just behind where our office is. So, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you you really get working real hard and you, you forget that you can turn around and look outside for a second and see, you know, what's going on out there. But anytime it's nice out, I really try very hard sometime around lunchtime to just go take a break, whether it's 10 minutes or 15 that I can carve out and just walk whichever direction on the trail I feel like that day, see what's going on. Just again, get a little bit of fresh air, say hi to your friendly park neighbors and just reinvigorate yourself and, you know, get your motivation back, I guess, from, you know, you don't want to sit in front of that screen all the time. It's distracting just to be doing that all the time. You need breaks. Really, you know what's funny is my office used to be in this building and just going in and out, doing whatever. And looking out the window, I could see sometimes the hike and bike trail mm-hmm. that's in Ravenna. Mm-hmm. And I would see just some random cyclists go by. And that had a degree of invigoration to that. Is mm-hmm. the communities that go down, you know, right down here off Cleveland Road, or you, you go and you see it by the train tracks and people come through that trail. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. It gives you a- Yeah, you smile and you're like, good job. You're out there. Like, I'm in the car. I'm working, but it's you're good like for you. It's almost like you with it, even yeah. though you're not actually doing it. Yeah. But it does give you like this inspirational moment of, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a nice community, first of all. But you're like, man, that's awesome. And then it almost inspires you to go do that. So I get a boost from that. It energizes me seeing people out there, even if I, at that time, aren't able to do it. So Along so. the Portage Hike and Bike, I just want to mention, again, I don't want people to feel like uh, we're all abilities, all levels of abilities. So you know, if you're somebody that needs or wants to take breaks often, the Portage Hike and Bike Trail is a good spot for that. It's that asphalt paved. So, you know, it's a lower mobility um, focus, but there are benches about every half a mile. So oh. if you're somebody that needs to take those frequent breaks for whatever reason, even if it's just to explore a little bit, think a little bit, you know, maybe a little mental um, mm-hmm. health wellness there, that's a spot that you can do that and you can really kind of plan out your trip accordingly so that you're not overexerting yourself. That's cool. I like that. I know I used to live in Garrettsville. I grew up in Freedom Township. So when I lived in Garrettsville for many years, I would once in a while go hit the Headwaters Trail. And I noticed mm-hmm. they had park mm-hmm. benches every so many, mm-hmm. I don't know how, how it's measured, but... It's a real nice thing if you want to take a break and just kind of enjoy the sun a little bit while you're out there. It's real nice features. So we talked about Kent. What about Ravenna? Sure. Ravenna, the hike and bike trails also goes through Ravenna. And so we've got quite a few trailheads between Ravenna and Kent. So you can jump on the hike and bike trail again if you're in Ravenna just to take a little lunch break hike or to you know, take a longer journey. We also have Dix Park and Morgan Park and Shaw Woods are all near Ravenna. That's awesome. So look those up, Google those, and there's mm-hmm. some good pictures. Their website's amazing, guys. If you go to Portage Parks, you have maps of everything. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, the amenities are listed. Also, you guys did some things with Regional Planning Commission. Mm-hmm. They're calling it, I think now, Recreational Interactive Map. It is really cool. You can find pretty much any type of recreation in Portage County on that map system. And they That's even go neat. into deeper stuff like ball fields and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's each tab, they do city tabs. So if, you wanna, mm-hmm. if you're in Broomfield, Aurora, and they have mm-hmm. township cities, everything in Portage County, with all the amenities listed. So maybe it's not full launched yet, but you can go visit that. It's on the Portage County website. I'll put it on PortageCountySafetyCouncil.com. So we did mention some parks and streets. Well, do you want to 
list those off again. So if you're in the streets world area, these are some things you could do on lunch break, maybe after work. Sure. The Seneca Ponds Park in Streetsboro is a great one for lunch break, especially if you work in any of the industrial area around there. And it's really quick. So if you live close to there, or you work close to there, you can just pop over, do a very quick hike, you know, get back in and head out. And then the Red Fox access, the canoe access is nearby. And of course, be looking for later this year, Trail Lake Park to be opening in Streetsboro. I had some friends that used to go there. They lived near the, the access point, Red Fox. Mm-hmm. And they would take camp chairs to just hang out in the morning. Mm-hmm. Kind of get just some being by the water. Oh, yeah, and just watch so it flow. So they really yeah. enjoyed that. And if you're in the northeastern part of the county, so Garrettsville, Window, Manaway area, of course, there's Headwaters Trail. Do you want to share a little bit more about that and maybe some other parks in that area too? Sure. The Headwaters Trail is the only uh, property that's managed by the Portage Park District that's in that area, but the Headwaters Trail has some really special spots to it. I mean, you can uh, go near Asbury Road and see a little waterfall. There's um, really, wait, 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 wait. Where's that at? <laughs> right off of Asbury I love, I'm a waterfall Road. waterfall guy. I love it. We used to go to the land of the waterfalls in North Carolina and Brevard County wow. outside of Asheville because they have like 250 waterfalls mm. and try to whip down the sliding rock, the natural water. So any oh, awesome. time there's a waterfall, it's like I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just it. a small one, but there's a small parking area on Asbury Road. And so if you park there and you'll be hiking to the east, then on the south side of the trail, you can kind of peek in and see the the waterfall there. There's also some little headwaters to Eagle Creek that you can cross over. There are just some neat like, historic bridge structures and go all the way to the Garrettsville Library. That's the trailhead on the eastern end of the Headwaters Trail. And then the Headwaters Trail in Manaway goes right through the Manaway State Nature Preserve. I mean, it's just a gorgeous preserved property that you go through and you can really see the wetlands and all the life that's there on either side. It's beautiful. That is awesome. So in regards to that, we're talking all the stuff about hiking and biking and kayaking. No tandem. <laughs> no tandem. Tandem is fine, just not with Mike. Just not with Mike. Yeah, sure. So what are some things, and before we get into the more information bit and all that stuff, like what are some safety tips that you guys give people out? Because obviously mm-hmm. most places are going to be safe, but there's some things to look out for out there. Absolutely. I think the most important thing when you're out hiking at any property or just being when you're being out is to just get in the habit of being aware of your surroundings, being aware of who's there, what is there, what's on the trail. And just being aware is really important. In fact, our park ranger recommends that folks, if you're listening to music or a podcast when you're out hiking, keep one of your earbuds out of your ear so that you can not only be visually aware, but you can also be able to hear still in case somebody's calling to you. That's a big deal. It is. It really is. Because I've seen, I saw a YouTube video that almost changed my life a little bit, almost, but a lady was walking through a crosswalk in, a, in an urban environment on her phone and not paying attention and literally walked across the traffic. Now, she was in a crosswalk, but she didn't even glance up to look. They had some construction going on, so the driver couldn't see her. I mean, I can't even believe it was on YouTube. That's how, like, whoa, that just happened. And I've been at a certain park that I go to often where I've seen that, where there's people riding bikes or kids riding bikes, and mm-hmm. you don't hear them if you have music in or someone's trying to take a selfie with the lake behind them. And then, you know, someone comes on a bike or they can't slow down in time. They're, like, mm-hmm. hitting their little bell or they're, like, to your left, to your left. And people aren't paying attention because of cell phones. Exactly. So that's a really important thing, not just with earbuds. That's a good cue, but to really pay attention to what's going on. I mean, uh one time I was at Headwaters Trail and uh, it was just like a bad day, I guess. I smelled a skunk and I used to have this fear of skunk. <laughs> so I turned around 
And I was like, I don't know if I want to mess with that. I turn around and there's this deer. You know how like they're more scared of you thing? I don't believe it. I don't think that's <laughs> Maybe true. not. Maybe not. I was walking. I was walking. I turned around. Mike is the exception to the rule. And it was the fall. So they're probably in rut. This thing looked true. at me and was like, what's up? <laughs> You ain't so bad with that. He was car, just doing his neighborly <laughs> wave and like, hey, Mike. He was about 20 feet in front of me and he was as tall as I was with some big horns. And I stopped and I realized like all the YouTube videos I've ever seen of Animal Planet, anything. And I'm like, hmm. I'm just going to stand here and not say a word and, and give him a good old smile. Give him the look. You know what I mean? And so I just looked and he didn't seem too impressed. And he stood there for about five minutes. And I was like, you know, start praying and saying, Lord, don't let this thing charge me because I'm too big to hide behind a tree. Kind I don't of have my hiking stick. And, and- uh, I don't have my hiking stick. <laughs> I can't do some Taekwondo things, you know, kind of like Ray Skywalker trying to be not going to happen today. What am I going to do? And uh, it, it just got bored with me and eventually moved on. But for a second there, I was like, whoa. Right. See, you know, I always say hi. I always go, hey, what are you doing? They look at me like I'm crazy. And then they leave. Okay. You're a deer whisperer. I yeah. Was, I was like, <laughs> I talked to them. This thing might come after me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, there are neighbors. It's their park. I know. So it I just say theirs. hey. Right. And so what are some things like animal safety? Not just cell phone use, but do we look out That's for a animals good question. and everything? Following the park rules would be really handy and help you with animal safety. You don't bring anything into the park and leave it, and you don't take anything out of our parks. So animals, plants. You name it, pack in, pack out. So if you, you know, you bring a granola bar with you, we're not going to throw that, you know, on the trail for someone else to pick up. You're just going to put that in your pocket or your backpack and take it back out with you. So I think that that helps with just that personal safety aspect. The neighborliness, you know, if you're by yourself and saying hi and being aware, I think that that's kind of important too. And if you're not interested in going out on your own, and many people are not, and that's that's your comfort level. No one can give that comfort to you. You have to, you know, determine what that is for yourself. That's why Jen does programs. That's why we offer these opportunities for you to still have a way to get out and about and interact on the level that you're comfortable with. And in terms of wildlife safety, just a general rule, whether you're at a park or in your backyard, wildlife is wild. And so no matter how cute and cuddly that deer with its giant antlers was, <laughs> you don't want to go up and try and pet it. I didn't think you cute and cuddly. I, th- I thought like this thing get This up. might take me out. I if feel I like sca- you have a pattern startle, that we're starting to see. Yeah. this thing. And so my wife is completely opposite of me. She's going to laugh when she hears this. But I think it was starting to get dark, but she saw a raccoon. So she had the bright idea, you know. I'm going to be an animal lover, and I'm going to go snap a picture of this raccoon. So she got off the trail a little bit to sneak up on this thing to get a good picture. Well, this thing turned around, and and, ah, and she, like, screamed, and it started. It took off, but she has a picture of this thing with, like, <laughs> like the angry raccoon. It's the greatest thing. Yeah. So listen, so maybe, maybe that's a what not to do photo of just, like, just not engaging. So give them their space. Let, yeah, give them let them their space. Their space. It's, yes. their, it's their space, and we're enjoying it, and we don't, you know, you wouldn't walk into somebody's house and get a ball in their face. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe Mike does. Mike would. Maybe. Mike would totally do that. Yeah, I feel like I have that uh, fight or flight a little bit that I don't think I would engage on on that level. And I might mention a park rule to stay on the trail while we're oh, at good it. Mention. So yeah, if we could stay on the trails, that would be great. Unless someone from the park staff takes you off trail to see something really neat. So that's why you should come to programs yeah, as is, well. That is a bonus um, of coming to programming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might get so, to go off trail. Situation so. awareness is the biggest thing. Respect Agreed. the animal's space. In terms of traffic on the trails, especially on our hike and bike trails, pretend that you're in the, like you're in a car. So if you, you know, s- stay on the right side, if you're a little bit slower, 
if you are passing, you're passing on the left. And so especially if you're a walker or a runner on, and especially on the Portage Hike and Bike Trail, because it's an asphalt surface, we tend to have faster bikers <laughs> that are there, might even be using it for training purposes. So it's really important that you're aware and that you're staying to the right and listening for either that bell or for that call for somebody to let, when they say to your left, that means they're coming up to your left, not get over to the left because personal experience when I first <laughs> years ago. I was like, oh, wait, where do you want me to be? Oh, oh you want me you on want the left? Me on the left? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Same thing to, as a traffic right. pattern. Stay to yeah. the right. And that um, must be an etiquette issue everywhere because we yes. went to, uh, was it Summit County and Cleveland Metro Park System and some of the paid trails, they actually put a line down now like, mm-hmm. like a road. Right. So I'm like, yeah. before a few years ago when we went up there, it wasn't like that. I'm like, probably because be they, I was going to say, probably they get a lot of activity with bikes. And like, I say I'm a runner and I'm. I've been told by the running community I'm allowed to say that despite the fact that I'm like the slowest human being on the planet. So I, I mean, I will run like as far on That's that like me. shoulder. If I run, I just kind of walk with yeah. my hands moving. Yeah, there's people like that can walk walkers. faster than how I run. Um, but yeah, you stay, you know, as I stay as far on that side as I can, like as far out of the way because I know I'm slow. But those bikers can go. I mean, they will whisk by you. You will welcome the breeze that comes with them mm-hmm. whisking by you. But you know, if you've got both headphones in and they're really, really loud, you're not going to hear that. Exactly. So, and that could result in in bad things for everyone. So you don't want that. But you know, if you know you're slow like me. You just kind of hang out over on the side and wave to people that have a lot more athletic ability than you do. Yeah. It's okay to glance back and see what's coming back there. Mm-hmm. You know, be it's that situational awareness again. And to the bikers that are on the podcast listening, please be aware that not all walkers or hikers are aware of the rules. So when you see folks that are walking up ahead of you, make sure that you're giving some clear instruction, but understand that they may not have one of their earbuds out or they may not be paying attention. Now, I know you can't give me numbers, but you guys have been around since 2014. Do you see an increased popularity with just being outside in general throughout the communities? You know, you go to Valley View and they have the pedestrian bridge for bikes and air bikers and walkers and different things. You're just seeing communities start to rally around outdoor recreation. Is it taking steam yet? I know you always want to have more people use the properties, the parks and all that stuff. And But how's demand in Portage County from like a generic big picture perspective? Is Do you see it more demand increasing for that throughout the county? So the way I like to describe describe it. We've had levy funding since 2014. We'll actually next year be 30 years old. So Portage Park District has been around for 29 years. And then there were folks that were Towners Woods is even older than that. So it's good to note that. And you said we're babies, right? Remember you were like, oh, you guys are babies. You're like those other park systems. We're more like the 30 year old living at home that just got his car keys. That's why I'd like it. I like to say we're I like to say we're like in the in the life cycle. Yeah, that we are like um, (laughs) tweens or teenagers and your summits and your Cleveland, they're the mature adults. But there's a huge benefit to us not being the mature adults that we're learning new things about trends. We're learning about people. We're learning what Portage County wants. So there's some amenities to those larger entities, but there's some really amazing things about having a smaller staff, a smaller system. We can listen to the public about what they want so we can say... Okay, um, we're actually um, preparing to update our master plan right now that was done in 2016. So we're just checking in on it and seeing where we're at and what we want to update. We're going to ask the public, what else do you want to see? Here's what we're doing. Here's some of our plans. What do you want to see? What can we provide for you? Because it's important to us to grow with the community. So I think that that's like a super important thing to mention that that's that's kind of part of our history. So then are we seeing increased, you know, participants in our programs and people at our parks? Towners is always that park that's popping. 
<laughs> that everyone's there all the time. There's 40 parking spots and they're always full in the summer. It's just the place that people know, except for Mike. He doesn't go there. He goes to Sunny Lake. Up until now. I'm sorry, I'm giving you a hard time. That's because now you're going to go because we gave you a hard time. So in the Portage Hike and Bike Trail is just like constantly traveled. So it is very busy. You see a lot of cyclists. You see a lot of runners. There's a lot of folks. I have a funny story. Mike, you're like the king of funny stories, but I have a really good one. So this past year, I thought it would be a great idea to name one of my programs for Parker X a turkey trot. Now, can you guess, when I said turkey trot, who showed up to my program? So in the running community, a turkey trot is typically like people do it on Thanksgiving week. They'll do it on Thanksgiving morning. They'll do like a 5K or whatever. And they always call it a turkey trot. So in my mind, I thought, oh, call it a turkey trot. We're going to do it the week of Thanksgiving. We'll, you know, it's Parker X. We'll get some extra steps in. We'll just, you know, we'll get a little workout in for Thanksgiving week. And I kid you not, Mike, I show up with my handful of folks that were there for Parker X that we walk pretty slow. You know, we've got lower mobility. We had a lady that was over 80. So you know, we're, we're walking at the pace that they need to walk at. And three people show up. One of them is a Boston Marathon qualifier. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and they're wearing race gear like they've got like some other turkey trot shirt on. And I was like, OK, I'm <laughs> they were so sweet. And I was like, oh, I was really excited to meet them because this took a wee vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This lady had run the Boston (laughs) Marathon. The way my whole life is. (laughs) So I just, I had to giggle because I was like, okay, I won't name it that again. That was a horrible idea. But they went out and did their run anyway, and it was just, it was really funny that. I did that by accident, but you know, we all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but we are able to be as a smaller yeah. park district, yeah. we are able to be a lot more flexible and a lot more responsive to mm-hmm. the needs of the residents in Portage County. We do appreciate everybody in Portage County for supporting us at the park district. Yeah. We so want you to come out and visit more of the parks. Yeah, that levy funding created the ability to create awareness. Um, so that was that's my job. That's I'm I'm here mm-hmm. to create the awareness. And Jen is a huge component of that and being able to share that educational background. I always like caveat my talks with everybody. Like, I don't have a biology degree. Like, what do you want to learn about marketing? Because I'll, I'll tell you everything I know and every statistic and how many birds were at Berlin Lake because I'm a numbers freak. But I don't have that background. So we need all these different people to do different things. So as... I remember. Good job. See, so it's beneficial. Yeah. See, because numbers stick in your head. So as we go through these programs and increase our ability to let people know where we are, how to get there, those numbers are just going to keep going up and we'll be able to do some more tracking as far as what our actual visitation numbers are. We have some rough idea, but as time goes on, we're going to want to know a little bit more details on those. And to piggyback off of that, I just want to say that we do, I started with the Park District in May of 2019. And so we're not even to our you know year point of expanding our education and outreach programs. So I think in the next few years, we're going to have just a better handle on some of some of those numbers too. Be looking on the portageparkdistrict.org website because we are launching our spring and summer programs for 2020. And so be looking for, we're going to have a summer programming guide that'll be coming out for April through August that'll show all the things that you can get involved with and all the things that you can tap into to visit some of the parks, maybe for the first time. 
That's awesome. You guys have tons of information on your website. You have these brochures with the maps. People could download or stop by your office on Oakwood mm-hmm. Street here. So you guys are downstairs at 705 Oakwood Street in Ravenna. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the neighborhood, you could stop down anytime, right? What are your office hours? Nine to three is the basic office hours. And I just want to mention too, at most of our parks, there are also kiosks there with a very large map inside, some other information that'll help you get in and around the park and a box on the side of the kiosk with maps, program guides, and brochures. So if you don't have time to come stop down at the Oakwood office, you can certainly just stop at any park and get those items as well. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to get my walking stick this year. My wife and I are definitely going to do it. If you're listening to this, go out, visit the parks, check them out. And everyone, thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.